0: You can share anything with the Lord. We can say that. But what we're going to start sharing with the Lord is stuff that we didn't even know we were conscious of. It's like the search my heart stuff. It's, mm-hmm. well, wait, wait, God, I don't actually want to read the word. And he's like, now we're talking. Yeah. Now we're talking. Because now what I want to do is I'm uncovering the heart. I'm going to love you. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not going to love your effort. I'm going to love you. And I want you to see how loved you are, not when you just bring the best, because if you just bring the best into relationships, into church, into anything, then you'll be convinced that that's where people love you. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I want you to know that I love all of you all the time. Welcome to the Loving God, Loving People podcast, where we talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in our everyday lives and how, in the end, all that matters is God and people. Here's today's episode.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to the podcast, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us once again. You are, I think, our our most repeated guest at this point. Hey, it's like a SNL. You know when Alec Baldwin comes back for like the tenth time yes. or whatever. Like yes. you're the Alec Baldwin of this podcast. Wow, that's so really encouraging. Congratulations! Yeah, so feels good. Uh, excited to have you on here. Thanks so much for joining us. So when you you just arrived, so people that are listening, just so you know. Uh, Megan, you run hard. So she just arrived on her Uber, which, by the way, I've been talking to my Uber drivers. Now. Yep. So thank you for the inspiration. You're welcome. Uh, Gets out, sits down. (laughs) We're doing this podcast, and you just came from Michigan. Uh, Then you're going to preach, and then you're going to head home. Like, you just go, go, go.
0: You know what the go is, though? The go is when I'm away from my boys. So Mm -hmm. you probably just see me at the times in which I'm not with my boys, which then I go hard because I'm like, I'm going to work. I'm going to fill that time really efficiently. Yeah. So but the normal, my normal rhythm is not hard like okay. that. Yeah.
1: So my question for you. Felt all defensive. <laughs> my question for you, because when you, when you preach, you, you bring yeah. so much energy yeah. and when you're not preaching, you bring so much energy, like just even conversations with people backstage, having, you know, little side conversations, like there's always so much energy. My question is, do you ever get tired? Does Megan Marchman ever get tired? Yeah. yeah. Is that a thing? I do. And how do you know when you're tired? You
0: just feel tired. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. No, I definitely do. And I'm learning – like, actually, last night – so I do this little thing. I spoke at a women's conference in Michigan last night. And I do this thing before I get on stage where I um, flip over my notes and I draw a little heart. And I put Search My Heart in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. then I draw little, like, pegs off of it, little lines off of it. And then I write, like, whatever's in there, right? So if I just sit there and it's like, mm, tired, distracted, ooh, arrogant, little. Um, and you write them out. I'll write someone's name. Hmm. That person's on my heart. Like anything. and I go around. There's probably like eight to ten. And then I go a second time around. And I turn it into a dialogue with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for instance, tired. God, I'm tired. Oh, I'm so thankful. I don't have to be anything else. Mm-hmm. It, but part of me, God, wants to be something else for people. Why is that? Like, what is that? And here's the weird part. The message last night, I was just a little less probably energetic than people were used to, mm-hmm. but the tone was totally different. And there was a weird moment. It was a pretty charismatic church, and there was a lot of energy coming back sure. from the audience, yep. which is really fun. So then I start getting going. Which if you've and never then, been
1: to a charismatic church, people will, amen. they'll oh, they'll, they'll, stand they'll help up. preach the They're sermon waving. with you. They're yeah. waving, at, <laughs> and
0: I don't know if I wave back. <clears throat> but yeah, it was like, I found myself like getting riled mm-hmm. up and excited, and it was really fun, and I'm enjoying it. But then I started kind of becoming a shouter. Mm. In the middle of the message. And I actually had to pause the message and go, I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm going to pause real fast because that's not what Jesus sounds like. Mm. So, like, people can bring out, yes, sides of me that are, like, energetic or not. But I don't feel the need. I remember it was probably five or ten years ago that I – somewhere in there – that I threw out some on and off button. So, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to be me. And turns out the me, hopefully – and I hope that me on stage is the same as me backstage. So mm-hmm. I like that you've seen that Yep. <clears throat> and that it hasn't been like I turn something on when I show up on stage. Mm-hmm. But the way that I, what I do with my heart is I actually search it consistently yep. um, and dialogue with the Lord about it because he teaches me a lot about it. But how, the
1: energy piece is all I've ever known. How often are you surprised by the thing that you write down
0: mm-hmm. when you're
1: going around that? That's a good question.
0: I'd probably say one of the spokes is surprising Yeah, that I wasn't aware of before doing the activity. But, but the other thing is I'm actually aware of most of the things. I just am doing it by myself, and that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to search my heart by myself. I don't want to try to figure out what to do with tired by myself even because I think if it's just me, I'm going to turn it on and try to be something for someone else, and that's not what God's asking of me. If he mm-hmm. says you're tired, then I need to look at my schedule this week and see whatever. But <clears throat> luckily – I've learned this over my lifetime, so I now have rhythms in place, like a weekly Sabbath, mm-hmm. to where like that's always Thursday. So I typically would travel on a Friday, Saturday, so that I can kind of gear up for it to be a little less tired on those days.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. good. What What are some of the things right <clears throat> now that you would say God is teaching you? Like, is your because you're working on your doctorate, mm-hmm. um, right? Oh, that's still going on. Yes, wow. you didn't you didn't stop that. We're on. We're like right at the finish line. Yeah, we are. Uh, You're working on that. You're traveling, you're speaking, um, all of that. What are some of the things like just currently that God's teaching you in your life or speaking in your life? I'm going to give you two options
0: and you can go with it. Okay. You
1: choose. Okay. Ready?
0: They're very different. One is more playful and fun and one's more like, wow, heavy. Uh, I wouldn't say like heavy sad, so.
1: We can't do both? (laughs) No,
0: maybe. We'll see how much time. (laughs) Uh, The first one is uh, risk, like what it looks like to risk in the faith. It's Mm kind of thrilling. And then the second one would be really what the ancients that I'm studying so often, what they refer to as the dark night of the soul. I used mm-hmm. to think that meant like the hardest thing you ever go through. Turns out it's not that it's mm-hmm. something totally different. So mm-hmm. those are the two things I probably thinking about the most. And yeah. the balance is kind of fun, playful, Haha. Whoa. You know, yeah.
1: all right, let's start with risk. Great. What's God teaching you about risk or what, yeah. what are some things, just thoughts mm-hmm. that you have on yep. this idea of risk?
0: Yeah. So risk, there's a gal in my, a friend of mine who, said this phrase once and she wasn't like creating a quote she just said it my friend and I were like that's a good quote <clears throat> she said oh i'm just a willing participant for however god wants to use my life and i loved it mm-hmm. i was like that's good a willing participant
1: i want to be a willing
0: participant for yeah. however, right when when i heard her say it i thought which she which is
1: better than an unwilling participant or a non participant
0: yes exactly yeah. It's yeah. way better than those yeah <clears throat> and so I thought she was referring to a tragedy she had been through and she was talking about it, but she wasn't. The context of the conversation was not something terrible happened in her life, which is true. And she's willing to use it for the Lord. It wasn't that. It was actually she sees the willing participant more in life's interruptions. For instance, Mm -hmm. she misses her flight. She's like, I wonder why. (laughs) This is her. She's like, um, someone cuts her off on the freeway and she's like, ooh, that's bringing out anger. God, what are you you teaching me? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's kind of like— wild what she does. So I wanted to be a willing participant. So I remember I was just last week thinking about this, Mm -hmm. willing participant. I want to, to, when I get interrupted next, I want to do it. My next interruption, I literally got pulled over by a police officer (laughs) for speeding (laughs) very fast. And
1: how fast were you going? I was going
0: 15 to 25.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's double. That's criminal. Yeah. That's that's
0: like, it could be really, really, all right. Hey, thanks for there being honest on the podcast there. today. Yeah, hey, hopefully no police officers are listening because I'll lose all respect. But um, normally I'm actually not
1: speeding, but this particular time I was.
0: <clears throat> Look at all these can defenses I, that are coming can out I, in Can me. I ask where you were going? Yeah, I was going to Hume Lake Christian Camps. Oh, And I yeah. was on the mountain, actually.
1: Oh, okay. oh, it was on the mountain. On the mountain. Oh, yeah, so it's guys... not a
0: police officer, it's actually a park ranger.
1: Yeah, they're not messing around, Different those park breed. rangers. Yeah.
0: Different breed. And so I get pulled over and the person comes in. And as the person's walking into my car, I'm like, willing participant here we go (laughs) no way you said that in my mind i'm like this is it and the weird part was this may have been this lady's first week on the job because she was nervous Mm -hmm. which is funny because i'm supposed to be the (laughs) one that's nervous but i wasn't (laughs) i was was like here we go watch out and i should probably save this for a sermon because it's so good but um basically she um she's like you know the whole conversation like do you know how fast you're going i'm like fast
1: (laughs) did you really say that? Yeah
0: she's like i was like i'm not sure how fast probably a little too fast she's like you were going 15 to 25 i was like oh she's like and so and i'm like i deserve a ticket huh and she's like you do and i'm like then you should give me a ticket because that's what i deserve she's like what
1: <laughs> nobody's like, ever given her this response no, no no and
0: i'm like i i deserve this mm-hmm. now mind you i kind of am trying to tee up her to give grace and then we could talk about that
1: but she didn't (laughs) and it could be this jesus moment of like (laughs) i owe this debt and she just canceled it (laughs)
0: and then she gave me money with grace because mercy's not getting the ticket grace would be her giving me money okay it didn't go that way no it didn't go that way she um went back to the car and wrote me a ticket Mm -hmm. came back and i'm like oh man it wasn't what i was thinking whatever (laughs) she hands me the ticket and then she goes do you have any questions for me Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> I Every, do. yeah, this is like an Uber driver moment for yes. Megan Marshall. Yes, watch yeah. <laughs> out, watch
0: out. <clears throat> the question that comes to my head is this, is, <laughs> is there anything keeping you from putting your full faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Is the you. first draft question that comes into my brain. Okay. Because I have a couple like questions. Like when you're on the verge with a conversation with someone where they're like, you're talking about faith. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't even know how to like make the next step of like, let's give them an opportunity. And like yeah. you and I have been trained in this. Most people haven't. Uh, Here's a great phrase, ready? What's keeping you? Is Mm -hmm. there anything keeping you from putting your full faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or are you just going to keep trusting in yourself to try to be good enough for everyone, including God, and making Mm -hmm. peace with everyone, including God, and trying to find peace in your own life? You can't, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the first question. Well,
1: for a lot of people, it's, I don't know. That's their answer. Exactly. Because they haven't thought about it.
0: Or the thing actually comes up that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Or they're like, actually nothing. And you're like, let's go. Mm -hmm. So that's the first question that came to my brain. So what I said was, nothing.
1: <laughs> what what stopped you?
0: She leaves. What stopped me? I don't even know. Because like, personality-wise, nine times out of ten, I asked the question. Mm-hmm. And this just happened to be the one out of ten that I missed it. And I don't even know why. And it's such a bummer because look at the way I'm, like, building up the story. Everyone's, like, can't wait Where's to see, like, gonna this this going to yeah. be so thrilling. And the reason I bring it up is, for many reasons, number one, I'm just as human as everybody else is. Mm-hmm. I miss it, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I do it. I'm bringing it up even now to go, like, it's quite the contrast because – we're so used to not doing the thing mm-hmm. and we forgot that doing the thing's an adventure. And I think in building up the story, you kind of were getting that like, oh, what's gonna happen, what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen? And I want us to have that type of anticipation. That's really what risk is for me, mm-hmm. is that type of anticipation yeah. for life, for the day, for interactions, for interruptions with your children, for interruptions with strangers. Like if you open up that brain and heart toward being a willing participant, and I'll just say let interruptions or even mm-hmm. this, maybe this could be a trigger for people <clears throat> being bugged that is one that i become very conscious of like either god's revealing my pride and being bugged Mm -hmm. and he wants to deal with that with me like bugs no longer just becomes like i'm just bugged and i'm justified because they're in the wrong and how annoying now
1: it's an opportunity for something
0: it is and typically for me it's an opportunity for confession because the reason i get bugged is i think i deserve something and actually that kind of tees off the message we're talking about this weekend
1: yeah so i'll leave that there so risk so how much are we missing out on not because of you know commission, like we did something, but because we didn't do something. yeah. I've I've had those moments where I felt like God was telling me, hey, go have that conversation or go talk to that person, or I'll see somebody and I'll notice them in a way that I feel like is the Holy Spirit saying, like, notice that person, and I won't do something with it. How often do you do it, would you say? Uh, That I'm aware of? Yeah. Oh, man, that I regret something? I would say probably every couple months, I have a moment where I'm like, Oh man, I probably should have said that. Oh, I should have prayed with that person right there in that moment. Um, that's, that's probably every couple months that it actually happens is probably every couple days that I'm just so to your point, unaware of it. Like it's just so normal to ignore people. It's so normal to be just focused on my phone or whatever it else, whatever else I have going on that I miss those opportunities on a regular basis. And so the, I love that you, you flip the switch of this mindset of, Okay, I'm going to let these be triggers for, all right, God, what are you doing? What's going on in my soul or what's going on around me Uh, to be looking for it? Because my guess is it's happening all the time around every single one of us. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have something to trigger that, we're going to miss it. We will.
0: And we do. And I have. And and there's also times that I haven't. And mm -hmm. that's the fun stuff. And for you and for me, like.
1: Those are the great stories. Those are the ones that are like, oh, let me tell you another story. Let me tell you another. And And I do.
0: There was actually, it was. It would have been two years ago I was I – I unintentionally started writing a book I didn't even know, and I ended up stopping the book when my husband went to heaven, but um. – I went on this risk journey. I want to do a hundred days where I would risk something in my faith every single day and Mm -hmm. do the thing. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for it. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun when you basically you find what you're looking for. Like if you're seeking out like opportunities to bless, you will. If you're seeking out opportunities to feel sad, you'll probably feel sad. If you're seeking to find the worst in people, you'll find it Mm -hmm. really not hard. Mm -hmm. But if you're seeking something else, and that's where this willing participant phrase and risk in general, or having this idea of going like, I want to, if this thing is true, which it
1: is, i want to live like it's true. I'm going to live like Romans 828 is a real thing, that Come God's on. orchestrating something. And so I'm just going to be a part, willing yeah. participant. I love that phrase. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Shifting gears. Let's talk about Dark Night of the Soul. <laughs> Sounds I, fun. You, you put it out you there. Just and I did can't, a,
0: that's like a left turn, isn't I it? can't
1: just leave it out there. Yeah. 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 So let's talk about it, about it. Do you know about it? Yeah. I've heard the phrase. Wait, tell, me about, tell me about it. Tell me what you know. Dark Night of the Soul. So, um, my, so it's been years since I've seen this phrase. Good. Um, but so my, don't take
0: notes yet, people. Yeah, my
1: understanding is there there are seasons <laughs> of of our faith journey, um, and I just had a conversation this week. I was on this this retreat um, with other other people in ministry, and we had to go around the table and talk about what are what are some of the burdens or the things that are kind of clogging up your your soul. And as I started talking, uh, things came out that I didn't know were there, and and I started articulating things, and then I, in a very honest moment, I just said, I just don't. I feel like. I'm disconnected from God, and I feel like I'm in a dry season of uh-huh. my relationship with God. Yet, I'm yet I'm choosing faithfulness, like I'm choosing to do the things, um, but I'm longing for those moments that I've experienced where I find great joy in ministry, and I like I have these moments with the Lord where I'm like, man, He loves me, and He's close, and I sense His presence. Um, but it's been a season of not having that, and I feel like I'm I'm coming out of that, yeah. uh, but I don't know yet. I'm, I'm still. I'm still still kind of in transition, and so um so for me that's what that's what that is of those those seasons that we have where um, it's not all great,
0: yes, yep, the ancients referred to it as a dark night of the soul, and the terms they use are terms like consolation and desolation so mm-hmm. What they say is early on in your, you know, in belief and um, be, being a believer, you have these experience of consolation where God basically is like giving you spiritual pleasure. Mm-hmm. And, th- and suddenly you open up God's word and you're like,
1: what? This is so exciting. This is ex- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's,
0: it's thrilling. You're in worship and it's like all in. Mm-hmm. And then s- kind of what happens over time and it's always different for every person of course and it also depends on like when you come to faith right if you're young if you came at a young age it's more like the consolation wasn't just like it, sometimes it like <laughs> yeah you know and then suddenly it gets to a place where it just kind of plateaus a little bit mm-hmm. and that happens and then suddenly it starts to, to decline and the decline that the um scale that you're looking at is the felt experience of that's god right. and so yeah. the what the ancients refer to it as is desolation so that's the moment where you don't feel like he's close this feels boring and dry.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Worship feels mundane and you're trying and the temptation in that moment is to believe that it's your effort that's making the spiritual life work. Mm-hmm. You come to believe that it was my effort that made the consolation happen, which means it's my fault that the desolation yeah. is happening. Which, and so, which were
1: my immediate thoughts. I'm going, all right. And then I started shooting all over myself again, going. Oh, I should do this. I should do this. Oh, and they're and there. Yeah, I know. Should and uh, and and so I, I'd had that response, and I went, Yeah, man, I must not be as pleasing to God as I once was. Yes.
0: Do you know what's happening in the dark night? What do you mean? What God's doing in it?
1: Oh, please he, tell me.
0: Oh, I got you. Yeah. I got you, brother. Yeah.
1: Please tell us. <laughs> so what he's doing? <laughs> <No.
0: clears throat> this has been. Insane. I forgot there's other people listening yeah, yeah. to this conversation. Sorry. Just have a moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what he's doing in this moment is he's letting you see yourself and seeing like, and what they talk about the um, stages of developmental spirituality where they're saying like, at first you love God for pleasure's sake. Like it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And then he gets to a place of going like, they want you to love God for love's sake. And then there's the eventual like union with God where you love God for God's sake, like Mm -hmm. that this is. And so in this season and they're, they're some of the sweetest seasons with the Lord, not sweet feeling wise, but most important seasons of our life where he goes, I want you to see That like, sometimes you were in it because it felt good.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And he's like, and and he's like, I'm not doing this to shame and to guilt, Mm -hmm. but if you feel the shame and the guilt, open it up because I'm going to teach you something in that. I'm going to teach you in the guilt that you thought that you were the one making this whole thing work. Yeah, You thought that it was all up to your effort. You thought sanctification was your job. And so you've put the burden of faith on you. And so what what they communicate is there's so much, there's so much richness that's happening in there, but he goes... Most important thing is to not pause your prayer and do so much self-talk. The, the, the thing is to actually open up all the things you feel and suddenly this, and you and I, it, what it will come out on stage for you and I is it's going to be saying things that we knew 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. You can share anything with the Lord. We can say that. But what we're going to start sharing with the Lord is stuff that we didn't even know we were conscious of. It's like the search my heart stuff. It's, mm-hmm. wait, well, wait, God, I don't actually want to read the word. And he's like, now we're talking. Yeah, Now we're talking. Because now what I want to do is I'm uncovering the heart. I'm going to love you, Mm -hmm. not – I'm not going to love your effort. I'm going to love you, and I want you to see how loved you are, not when you just bring the best. Because if you just bring the best into relationships, into church, into anything, then you'll be convinced that that's where people love you. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I want you to know that I love all of you all the time. And he's uncovering, like, all of our false motives. And mind you, I say – now I'm jumping into we because the truth is – the same thing is true for me. And I'm so thankful. I feel like it's all God's grace that you and I have stayed faithful in these seasons because it's really tempting. And this is where you see so many people and so many church leaders go into these places where they make these awful decisions because they're seeking out that pleasure again. Mm -hmm. And God's going like, no, no, no. I know the timing. I know how to do this with you. Mm -hmm. You can trust me. And here we go. We're going to do this. And I want you to see that that, that, I don't want you just to want the a good feeling of relationship with me. I think you. I want you to have the relationship. It's basically he's moving from Dating and romance mm-hmm. to marriage, where it yeah, goes—the
1: honeymoon's over.
0: Yeah, and and in marriage, you see yourself, you see the truth of who you are more than mm-hmm. you did when you were just romancing. And here we are, you know.
1: And you realize how much love is a choice, <clears> and <throat> it's it's not the emotion, it's yes. not the feeling, it's it's choosing. Uh, there, there's times you don't feel like loving, yes. but you love anyway. Yeah. Jesus is going, I don't I don't really want to go to the cross. <laughs> I really want to do this. Yeah, um, I'm doing it anyway, and 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 there's a faithfulness um, in in midst of doubt, in the midst of frustration, in the midst of whatever. Because I've had those moments where I'm like, God, I don't think I want to do ministry. Like I want to, and I I half joke, but I'm half serious. I go, Hey, Lindsay. I think we could like, we could retire right now and live in a van down by the river. Like that sounds really good (laughs) um, for about a week, you know, and then, uh, and then I'd be miserable. But, but it's that, that honesty and that, that realness of going, okay, maybe, maybe there is something to just choosing and not always feeling. And so, so here's what I did. And soon to be Dr. Marshman, tell me if this was a terrible idea, because looking back, I'm like, why did I do this? So I decided I know where I'm going to go in the Bible. I'm gonna to go to Ecclesiastes. <laughs> oh, wow. And so as I'm like you're in trying. this in this moment of like, I I don't so feel like ministering to people. I don't feel I open up to Ecclesiastes, which if you're not familiar, it starts out basically: everything in life is meaningless, and it's just a chasing after the wind. And but he's talking about everything under the sun. And then and then he starts to unpack. And it sounds like Solomon is going through the dark night of the soul. Yeah. He he's in that season where, you know, early on, he's passionate and excited, and let me give you all this wisdom, and here's how everything works. And now, later on in life, he's going, I've chased all the pleasures. I've chased all of these things, Mm -hmm. and I've gotten them at an amount that nobody will ever experience, and it doesn't add up, and it doesn't satisfy the soul. Um, And so I appreciate the honesty of it, and I love that God's like, yep, that's the Bible, and and I'm going to have that in, like, this is God's word to us. And, And there's just this brutal honesty to it, but it's not justifying like, Oh yeah, none of this is worth anything. Um, in fact it's doing the opposite, but he just comes at it from such an honest and and kind of a dark angle. Um, and so it's been, it's actually been helpful for me. Yeah. So was that a good idea? Yes or no? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes, absolutely. As long as you don't equate that you can fix yourself Mm -hmm. and you can fix that Mm -hmm. and you can fix the feeling and you can get the back. What is that song? Um, back that love. I've lost that love and feeling, yep. (laughs)
1: Top Um, gun.
0: So the biggest, most important thing is just to be honest right there, right?
1: So, and it sounds,
0: you even made this comment right in the middle of it that I was paying attention to, which was, God, why do I, like, you you took it to the Lord, and that's what he ultimately wants. And this is where those scriptures, we begin to realize some of the scriptures that aren't like, they don't sound all that great, but this is true, that, you know, God's power is made perfect, Mm -hmm. not in Robert's inspiration and his gifting and his talent and his Praises, passion and Passion His yep. quotes, and mm-hmm. no, his, pow- his power is actually made perfect there where you're going to be able to bear testimony to people. And I think you will in these coming weeks, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Which
0: is, turns out it's never been about a feeling. Mm-hmm. Turns out he loves the best and the worst. And that's really important because then that might actually transform us to look outward and do the same. Mm-hmm. And then it won't be just our efforts of trying to risk in the faith. It'll yeah. be like... The actual, and this is maybe to combine the two ideas. The, the ultimate risk is: can you actually be honest mm-hmm. with God, and maybe even with others, if you need that to help pull out the honesty? Like, because mm-hmm. it is hard to just jump into a prayer like the most honest, gut wrenching prayer you've ever had. God, I, I don't actually want to follow you mm-hmm. i want all these other things i want pleasure you're not giving that to me and i'm mad about it mm-hmm. and he's going oh now i'm finally bringing to the surface all this stuff that like over time you couldn't handle that at 16 megan robert right we yeah. couldn't handle we would not have stayed the course if we yeah. if we if he hadn't given us that gift and so the key is to recognize like this is a gift as well where he hasn't withdrawn himself mm-hmm. he's just withdrawn they refer to like, the spiritual uh, bottle of pleasure and that, like the, the thing that we want and we we, find, we think that that's the thing that satisfies us. And he's going, no, no, no. I'm actually the one that satisfies. Yeah. So I'm going to pull this thing that you actually attributed to satisfaction that you needed mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Now when you begin to, again, you'll find like, but I feel so weak. He's like, good. Now you can be strong because guess what? You're going to be dependent upon me and how you're going to need me. And turns out what the world needs is me. Not your talents, not your inspiration, not your drive, not all these great wonderful feelings. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we want to drive people to that. We want to like, well, we'll just let's let's get to the feeling again, yep. and we we want to stir that all up. And basically, all these ancient writers that are looking at the life and trajectory of people in faith over time have said, "No, it's just really knowing them, and then lingering longer there, even mm-hmm. when you don't feel like it." And he's, what is he doing in that moment is he's building the trust that we've wanted all along. But the key is that if you don't trust him, tell him. And then that's actually the first backwards weird step of trusting him is finally going, I look at my life and I don't trust you. Uh-huh. And he's going, now you're finally trusting me with precisely where you're at. And that's what I wanted all along. And I'm with you. Yeah, And watch this. Now, as you begin to abide in him, him, not the feelings of him, him, he's like, I'll bear the fruit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find this freedom, the superpower and going, okay, maybe, maybe some of the life stuff that we pursue is kind of meaningless, but still suddenly I'm secure, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. I mean, it, it just, it's a little calmer, mm-hmm. but that's uh, the journey he's presently taking me on. So I'm learning it myself too, Robert.
1: How, how much of this journey as you describe it? Cause it sounds like an arc, you know, and, and <laughs> is, <there> an- <laughs> is it, <laughs> well, yeah, does it, where does it end? Um, Is this a lifespan and how much of this, is it a, is it a circle? Is it a spiral? Does it, does it, are there seasons of the dark night of the soul or is it a season?
0: Good question. I don't know. Yeah. haven't uh, turned the page yet. Yeah. But I know that I'm with you on that one Mm -hmm. and just learning to be really honest there. And then to also do our job in such a way where we're pulling people out of hiding Mm Mm-hmm into just an honest, loving relationship with a God who loves them right where they're at. And then the best part is it kind of sets you and I up for not having to be the one to transform people, right? Because we go, just have to trust that God will. But of course, it starts, of course, with us. Yeah. But um, I don't know if there's like a – I've only seen that part of the arc. But mm -hmm. what I do know is that the ultimate is that we get to a place, and this is what they refer to as a union with Christ, where we're aware that our truest part about us, the Mm -hmm. truest, 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 truest thing about us is Christ in us. And there is a freedom and there is life there because mm-hmm. it's intimacy with the father mm-hmm.
1: all right so in closing oh no you're fine <laughs> we have a little clock that uh, we try and stay within and uh, if you've ever listened to a podcast with Megan we, we tend to go over which is fine um, <clears throat> somebody listening right now they've identified for the first time they're they're in that dark night of of the soul
0: yeah
1: um, what what word do you have for that person yep
0: I, I had shared this at some point in a sermon here <clears throat> I would give them the words, the prayer of the father with the demonized son in Mark chapter 9. That's what I would give them. The moment where the father looks and says, like, where he kind of, he's just, like, what Jesus does in the conversation. Jesus walks up to him and, like, opens up his heart by saying, like, how long has your son been like this? And the dad begins to, like, actually, it's been awful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What's God doing? What's God doing with him right there? He's, like, opening up the real heart. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, really seeing himself. God already knows these answers, but, like, it's allowing the guy to finally see himself. And he's, like, and if you're able. And God's, like, Jesus is, like, if, like. If I can, like, I can. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe. Mm-hmm. Help my unbelief. So what I would say is um, that, like, you believe in God as sovereignty and living in anxiety is not impossible. Because you're looking, it's this double knowledge. It's knowledge of God, knowledge of self. And be okay with this. So mm-hmm. God, I believe you are this. And as I look to myself, I don't believe it at all. Mm-hmm. I don't believe you're going to do this at all. He's okay with that. He can handle that. He can handle all of it. And I'm not scared to tell anyone in a podcast to go, go that honest with God because I know God and I know mm-hmm. he can not only handle it, that's where he actually is going to do the transforming is in our honesty. He's not going to transform a false version of us. So we can only bring the most honest version. I'll say it's this. Think about your life circumstance if you're in it. Okay, God, what do you believe about God? And open up the heart. Mm-hmm. What do you actually believe about God? Just bring these two conversations to the one. Who wants to take this very truth and deposit it where we need to know it the most?
1: Yeah. Okay. Bye. So good. No, <laughs> we're not going to end on that. I mean, it's, we could end on that, but I, oh. I. I want. I want you to pray. Oh. Um. <laughs> good. That's I. I appreciate you. You pray for for those that are listening. Um. Even though Megan can't see you, uh, God sees you, and God uses. Uh, people like Megan uh, to speak that truth and to, and to speak that life. And so would you pray yeah. uh, for those that are going through that season? Yeah.
0: So Heavenly Father, man, somehow you've taken them on that journey. And God, I do pray. It feels like even a risk to talk about something like this. It's a lot more fun to talk about the other stuff, but this is the reality of life and this is what we want to deal with. Because if we want to ever get to a place where we love you and love others, we want it to be sincere and not just effort or show. If that's the ultimate goal of what you've asked of us, if that's what you've asked of us, I feel like we're just going to need you more. And so if you're taking us into weakness, God, I pray that we'd be open for it because we're being weak with you and you're going to transform, not to make us strong on our own, but to make us strong independence with you. And So God, I pray that we would open up the soul, open up the heart in honest prayer, even now, Wherever people are at, driving, walking, listening, in any capacity, I God, I pray right now that they would just begin with you to open up the heart and, and share with you all of it, what's really in there. God, I I'm mad at you. Or, God, I'm sad. Or, God, I feel really hopeless. I don't think anything's going to change. God, I feel like I have failed so much. God, I am... Um, I'm not as far along as I should be. Wherever you're at, share it. Allow God, even ask the Spirit to make conscious what's not unconscious presently that you're trying to fix and solve on your own. Bring it to the surface. And God, I pray that you would give us faith to believe that you are enough and sometimes it doesn't feel like it. We feel like we have to do all these things. So God, I thank you that we can bring both the belief that we have about you, and the truth of ourselves. And God, I pray that we would find you, find your power at work in us. God, equip us, yes, to love, to do all these things, but not without you ever again. Help. We believe you'll do this. I believe you'll answer this prayer and help me because I think some of us will just keep going. And I love that I can bring all of that to you. And it's just enough. We can walk from here by your spirit, never alone. We pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Loving God, Loving People podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this conversation, we'd love it if you rated the podcast and left us a review. Also, sharing this with a friend is a great way to help more people meet, know, and follow Jesus. And lastly, you are always welcome to join us online for one of our services every week at live.sv.cc or go to locations.sv.cc to join us in person at one of our physical locations. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.